0: On episode 212 of the Jeep Talk Show, we hear how Wrangler has kicked Prius off a very important list. And FCA has done it again with the way they name things. And on Wrangler Talk, I go over my waxing woes.
1: We have your reviews to share, voicemails to play, and we hear
2: from the mind of Nikki G. We also hear from a listener who had a response to our Tech Talk segment. We'll talk trail tips for keeping your Jeep clean and some tips on how to remove wax from your trim. Tammy talks about blizzard prep. Tony talks about front end popping noises, and I talk mucus. All on this week's Jeep Talk Show.
0: Listening to a 4 x 4 4
2: Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready?
1: It's the G Talk show. show. With Tammy on Wrangler, Tony and Josh on Cherokee. So sit back. Strap
3: in. And brace yourself. <laughs> Well, Wrangler
2: pulls up its bootstraps and does some butt kicking. Ford Motor Company is not only the best selling vehicle and the best selling truck, but they're also tied with General Motors for the best or for the most vehicles on the list, with five apiece. And that is the coveted top 25 best selling vehicles for the year list, that is. And for 2015, the Chrysler Group has just four vehicles on the list, including three Jeeps and a Ram pickup. And that's where we get into the good old butt-kicking news. While the numbers, and let's face it, that's what this list is all about, the best selling, as in how many units did this one sell over the next, the numbers have improved for the 2015 year from years prior. But there was one key change. The Toyota Prius was 19th on the list last year in, and in the last 25 for the several years running. But with the upward shift in sales among the rest of the vehicles on the list, especially with the record-breaking sales figures coming out of the Jeep camp last year, and combine that with a drop in Prius sales and, well, that means the Prius has been officially kicked to the curb and removed from the top 25 list. <laughs> it has placed the rightful champion, the one and only, the Jeep Wrangler. Jumps from being outside of the top 25 in 2014 to just 22nd in the 2015 list. Not bad for an old off-road legend, if I do say so myself. Jeep might need a dictionary. No, seriously. There are several times that, terms rather, that are synonymous with the off-road lifestyle. Have you ever tried to explain how lockers work to someone who's never wheeled before? Or ask someone if they have any D-rings laying around and they think you might be hitting mm. them up for some spare gold? We're all different kinds of wheelers, too. Some of us love the mud. You're are down to the seals in your axles and the transom plugs in your floorboards. I, myself, am more of a rock crawler. Some might be more at home in the sand, and most of you might associate yourselves more with the trail runners. Well, Jeep, or should I say the heads at FCA, have done it again. Look, you know by now I'm not at all afraid to tell it like it is. I don't pull punches. And every time the brainless execs at FCA get a bright idea, I have to climb on my soapbox and go off on some quasi-delusional nostalgic rampage about this name badge or that. But this time, it's gone too far. And if we haven't had enough of the new Cherokee rolled up nice and tight and being shoved down our throats with little to no chance to argue, then they pull up another stunt like this, and like what was introduced at the New England Auto Show in Boston last week, for instance. Look, when I think of the term overland, the last thing that comes to mind is blind spot monitoring and cross-path detection. I mean, heaven forbid I were to cross the historic Oregon High Plains in my off-road vehicle, I might not make it with the, without my power-assisted liftgate or the leather-wrapped instrument panel. Seriously? So apparently there is someone at Jeep who thinks that when it comes to associating a trim level with overlanding, a wood-trim branded steering wheel and heated leather seats are more important than selectable lockers or even a functioning roof rack for that matter. Seriously though, y- you know that there had to be a group of people sitting around a table and one of them piled up and said, Let's take one of the main reasons that the Trailhawk has received any off-road capability awards in its class whatsoever and trade that in for a power liftgate. That'd be awesome. And they were all started nodding their heads vigorously. (laughs) Apparently nothing says I will make it across this washed out riverbed like an upgraded infotainment system. You can and you should head to dealerships this spring to see these things for yourselves and to give the GM a swift kick in the shins for putting one on his lot. And if you want to, if you want us to disown you, well, you can pick one home. You can bring one home for about thirty-six k. A big thanks to all you guys out there who continue to help each and every week by submitting stories to this week in Jeep. If you guys have a response to any one of our stories, or you, you got something that we think you should be, you think we should be reporting on, or maybe just nagging about, well, send us an email to news tips at or uh, info at jeeptalkshow.com.
1: I remember news tips. We I used to, to use news new tips, tips all the time. Habits.
2: Yeah. All right guys, I'm I'm fighting a cold. I I'm, I'm surprised I made it through that whole thing without coughing once. Actually.
1: actually, I think you should do it with colds more often. It sounded pretty good.
0: Yeah, you did a
1: good job. <laughs> well, it'll be interesting to see uh, uh how many more billions of dollars Jeep makes uh going against our better uh, advice. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Seriously. You got to read the crowd. Uh, I know. I know. Uh, it's it's all about you know marketing and market analysis panels and and uh, impact panels and stuff like that. It's all about panels. You know, they get a bunch of people in front of the in front of this you know board, and and nobody should be in that room to begin with. And it's like, well, what do you think about this? Well, what do you think about that? And everybody says, well, I think that's great. I think that's super. And and of course, then we end up with something like the new Cherokee, and now something called the Overland, which. Uh, is just a trim package for the Cherokee, but actually has nothing to do with overlanding whatsoever. Way to go,
1: Jeep! But it sounds good,
2: doesn't it? I mean, oh, it sure. I'm sure on paper it just looks stellar. It's just like
1: the Trailhawk. I mean, uh, that's <laughs> and old... it's
0: it's all about well, look, the look. I, I will, mm-hmm. you know, will people give... is like, oh, look what I got, and they really don't use it for what it's supposed to be used for.
2: Exactly. Look, this is a this is a, a supposedly for a cry from dealerships who were wanting a more luxurious trim package for the Cherokee. Uh, to compete with the people who couldn't afford the Grand Cherokees, uh, but still wanted to drive off the lot with something uh, that the dealership had to offer. And they came up with this. So instead of something like a limited package, which they already had, which very easily could have fit all of this, they decided to, no, take another term from our off-roading heritage mm-hmm. and, and bastardize it with something like this. Well, the last time they did something like this, you guys might remember, it was the Jeep Wave uh, the care package right. that they put together. Uh, calling a a basically an extended warranty a Jeep Wave, just absolutely blasphemy.
4: <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Jeep, Jeep Talk, Talk Show. Show, the number one Jeep podcast. At my mom's house.
2: What's up, guys? I'm Kobe. And I'm Jason from Morgan Trail Off Road. You're listening to Jeep Talk Show. We welcome and look forward to your questions and comments. Dial 530-675-4102 and leave your message on our 24 by 7 voicemail.
0: Hey guys, coming up on Wrangler Talk, remember that peanut butter? Well, it didn't work on my fender, so now I'm going to try some Dawn and, you know, maybe even a hairdryer. I'll tell you why, coming up on Wrangler Talk.
2: Oh no. Yeah, I got something to tell you guys as well. That uh, new little promo you guys just heard there was actually uh, some folks that I had in studio here recently. Uh, those are the guys from Oregon Trail Off-Road. And we're going to be having an interview with them that we're going to be releasing for you guys here in another couple few weeks. i going to tease it for a couple weeks, get up some interest. Uh, and if you guys, of course, want to know more about Oregon Trail Off-Road, just head to OregonTrailOffRoad.com. And uh, in the meantime, stay tuned right here to the Jeep Talk Show. We'll have an interview coming up with those guys here real soon.
1: But I'm interested now.
2: Yeah. We have to
1: wait. <laughs> so I just want to remind you guys that well, we've made a little modification to the JeepTalkShow.com dot com website, and uh, it now will format the uh, the screen. You know the the uh, the life giving information that is part of our website. It'll format to your small little phone or tablet. And how are you, can- you
2: calling little? <laughs> <laughs>
1: you can press, yeah. Well, you know, you know, some of these things that are uh, they're selling these days are pretty big. Uh, it's almost like putting an iPad up to your uh, the side of your head to talk on. They call uh, those things phablets. <laughs> <laughs> fabulous. But the uh, <laughs> but the uh, it formats your screen and you can press. You can select the the episode of the Jeep Talk Show that you want to listen to, and then just press play. And as long as that little booger has a speaker or a Bluetooth headset or something, you can listen to it on. You can listen to it directly now. I would recommend if you uh, that you do this on a Wi-Fi connection, unless you want to blow the hell out of your uh, your band plan. <laughs> so, if you're Wi-Fiing at work or at home, just go to thejeeptalkshow.com. And uh, pick your episode and press play. It's the easiest way to tell people about the Jeep Talk Show because there's no fancy uh, downloading of apps or installing of uh, any software and then searching for the show. But I will tell you, somebody did on uh, ask me on Twitter about, uh, hey, can I listen to this on Beyond Pod? And I said, yes, you can. Uh, there's actually several apps out there that you can load on your uh, smartphones, iTunes, or will uh, run on the uh, the uh, the iPad, the iPhone. But uh, there's uh, several apps that will run on both platforms. Anyway, uh, just uh, pull pull up your favorite uh, application for listening to your podcast and just do a search for Jeep Talk Show. You know, you could probably just search for Jeep and find it as well because there's not a lot of Jeep Talk Shows out there.
0: You know, we love hearing from all of you. So be sure and call our voicemail at 530-675-4102. Or, you know, you can jump over to the website at jeeptalkshow.com. And you can leave us a message. Just click on the send questions comments button over there on the right-hand corner of the screen.
2: Hey, this is Tony. And I'm Tammy. And this is Josh. And you've reached our 24-7 voicemail line. You guys know what to do, so at the beep, leave your message. Hey, you may
1: remember that we spoke last week about uh, the difficulties uh, to a standard transmission or automatic transmission by when you went through high water. And uh, right. one of our listeners and uh, XJ Talk Show members uh, called in to give us his answer uh, as I had requested. So let's listen to Jensen and let's hear and learn about what's better uh, to go through water. Um, it, it sounds like, uh, Josh, what you were saying was correct, but let's, let's hear.
3: Tony, Josh, Jeep Mama, it's Jensen. I just listened to the automatic versus standard in the uh, water and mud. Um, I gotta tell you, the automatic will waste standard uh tony you mentioned that when you get water in your brakes and you go to push on your brakes they uh lock up or they don't uh actually grab your clutch is like a brake pad so uh an automatic is a completely sealed unit until you get water into it but i mean you've got to be at ecm level so you were talking at your key in your ignition height water before you even have to worry about that you also, in the top of it, you have a your vent tube, which has a um, single one-way valve that will shut off. So at that point, you'd have to get it at the top of your dipstick tube. Now, you get mud and water in your clutch, you slip it a few times, you can shatter a clutch, you're done. So, long-term, uh, getting out of the, bu- or sorry, short-term, getting out of the bush, you're more likely to wreck a standard. Long-term-wise, if you get water actually physically in it, Although you may have drowned, the uh, automatic transmission will fail. If you do get water in it, but you can service them, it's the same as you service your diffs. Hope that adds a little clarity.
1: I think what he's saying there, and uh, uh, Josh or Tammy, you may be able to clarify this for me, is that if you do get water in the, in the, uh, the automatic transmission, it's not necessarily done. If you just uh, get it and don't drive it uh, very far and drain the fluid and put the fluid back in there, uh, you probably will be okay. I have never heard of a clutch shattering because of uh, water and mud. Uh, I assume because basically a, a clutch disc is the same thing as a brake pad uh, that it would not grab very well, like a brake doesn't grab very well when it's wet until the water burns off. So,
2: no, but I think what, where he's going more uh, is uh, imagine a hot clutch plate uh, now instantly coming in contact with cold water okay and it's and it's the it's the it's the very massive temperature differences between between the two and the material not being able to to compensate for the the temporal differences um Ooh, uh, the time travel differences temper i know i was, I was, I was <laughs> like all right that doesn't sound right now this and, is uh, cool now this is some information <laughs> yeah, all right <laughs> uh, you can get your jeep to turn into a black hole just by three simple steps uh no <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I haven't personally seen that happen. I haven't personally experienced no, it, that happening it makes I mean, sense with though. anybody, but, but yes, I have heard of it happening in, in other instances and, uh, and, and I've heard the horror stories, but yeah, I mean, so it is something that's possible.
1: Well, it's and it's great to know. I mean, since I have an automatic and it just, uh, scares the hell out of me about getting any water in it, but I mean, uh, and rightly so you don't want water in the, in the transmission and you don't want it screwing things up. But, uh, I guess that's another good reason if if you've gone through, uh, any deep water to, uh, uh, even though you may not have any issues drop that pan uh run that fluid out of there and make sure there's no water in it
2: oh i, I tell people that it's a good idea to if you have an automatic transmission is to do a service semi regularly. anyways look i'm not talking about every time you change your oil you should be swapping mm-hmm. out your transmission fluid and honestly you probably could go hundred thousand miles without doing so thirty thousand is probably a good round number um, before you should maybe start thinking about taking a look at maybe cleaning the filter uh, swapping out the seal and maybe doing at least a 50-50 swap.
1: Yeah. Okie dokie. Well, thank you very much, Jensen, for calling in and uh, yeah. answering that question we had from, uh, from last show.
2: Definitely. Hey, someplace we'd like to thank you guys for going it would be our YouTube channel. We ask you guys each and every week for subscriptions, and those numbers are climbing. You guys are doing a great job. Keep up the good work. Make sure you guys are spreading the word about our YouTube channel. We're constantly putting up great content. Uh, for you guys there and you can always comment on any one of our videos our, basically our most of our show archive is up on YouTube now so you guys can always go back to some of the older videos and uh, see some of the hijinks that, that we uh, participate in here on the cameras as it were but uh, that's youtube.com slash show guys definitely want to get that in your subscription list ASAP where do you listen to the jeep talk show?
4: what are you talking about man?
2: where do you listen to the jeep talk show? I got no idea what the heck
4: Where do you listen to the
2: Jeep Talk Show at? Get out my face, yo. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Underwater. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? In the bubble bath. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? No clue. And where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? While flexing on stumps. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? I would assume on the radio. The Jeep Talk Show. Available on iTunes and at JeepTalkShow.com.
1: Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show? Call us and let us know. You can call our uh, voicemail number at 530-675-4102 or go over to jeeptalkshow.com and just click on the little, I don't know, sideways button there that says send questions and comments. That's SpeakPipe. So anything that uh, you want to record, that you know, if you have like a microphone on it, you can just go to that webpage. And uh, record it right there. And by the way, the audio quality is a lot better than it is on our voicemail line. So, uh, just go over there and let us know where you listen to the Jeep Talk Show.
0: And you know, it's something we look forward to each and every week, and that's hearing from the mind of Nikki G.
1: From the mind of Nikki G.
4: Hey, this is Nikki G. I'd like to give my uh, third and final installment of. Fun at the grocery store. <laughs> that little plastic thing that you put on a conveyor belt so uh, your groceries and the person behind you or in front of you, groceries don't intermingle. <laughs> the Great Divider. Uh, just but you get up to the register, just pick that up and uh, hand it to the cashier and say, uh, I couldn't find a price on this. Can you tell me how much <laughs> it is? Yeah, you'll get the look. <laughs> I All right, like guys, the I'll chat you later. You have a good one. Bye.
2: Something tells me he knows <laughs> How, that look all too well. How uh, does he
0: come up with this stuff? <laughs> In the wrong
2: experience, I'm, I'm fairly <laughs> certain. <Yeah. laughs> from the mind of
1: Nikki G. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, who even thinks of that?
1: He'd <laughs> <You'd> be surprised. <laughs> all right, let's get to our next Nikki G. You.
4: Hey, this is Nikki G. And, uh, oh. man, did the temperatures really drop this week? We went from. Uh, Sunny and 75 degree weather to like 20 in like just a matter of days. And uh, so I just want to remind everybody to make sure you take care of your pets. Of course, everybody knows to take your dogs and cats in to make sure that they're warm. But uh, Wendy and I, we keep chickens. And uh, I just want to remind everybody out there who has chickens, if you're cold, they're cold. So um, bring them in and warm them up, preferably in the oven at 350 for about 45 minutes. (laughs) All right, gentlemen. And ladies, I'll chat with you later. You have a good one. Bye. Toodaloo. (laughs)
1: <laughs> the oh mind of Nikki G brought to you by Josh's subconscious tonight.
0: <laughs> oh, he's gonna flip when he hears that.
1: So that was an actual Nikki G uh, call in that was re-recorded by the by Josh's subconscious.
2: Oh wow! Okay. So that was verbatim what, Nicely uh, done what Nikki oh, G really? said. Yeah,
1: that was a Nikki G call. It was just re- re-recorded by Josh's subconscious. Tricky little That's devil that he is.
2: Funny. where do I have the time for this? <laughs> well, you know, when you get ill,
1: you do things. So uh, let's get to our third installment, installment of What's on uh, Nikki G's Mind.
4: Hey, this is Nikki G, and we're talking about manuals and sticks and automatics and stuff. And uh, my preference on it, I guess it all depends on what we're talking about. What kind of stick? I guess a hickory stick would hurt quite a bit as opposed to like a balsa stick. And uh, manual. You know, I, I guess I prefer to be hit with a rolled-up DVD player manual <laughs> as opposed to, like, a big uh, Chilton's manual or, good God, remember the Microsoft or the uh, old Photoshop manuals or something you'd get Or like, a kajillion pages. Those would probably hurt. Almost like getting hit with a phone book. Automatics, I'm going to leave that one alone because there's too much op- open to interpretation. And uh, like I said... Texas is open carry now. All right, guys, uh, I know it's not good. I I think I could do better. I'll leave this one. I know. See what yeah. comes up. All right, guys. I'll catch you later. Have a good one. Bye.
1: <laughs> oh well. This has been from the mind of Nikki G. Well, we love reviews. I mean, who wouldn't love a review? Uh, everybody loves a review as long as it's good, right? Uh, well, of some of us like bad reviews because we can learn from them. But uh, we don't have a bad one tonight. We got a good one.
2: And this yeah, one's we got a five from- star rating from Big Daddy on January fourteenth, from twenty sixteen. Well, I guess that's this year. It says, "Great show! This show is great!" Exclamation <laughs> point. The hosts interact with listeners, and they also seem to have fun. We do. It's true. Mm-hmm. The only problem is that they never start on time on their live shows. Every lol. Which is also true. <laughs> it's <laughs> something I guess we're notorious for, or famous for, or infamous for, one or the other. I'm uh, ready any, to go on time. Tammy's always <laughs> ready to go saying. on time. <laughs> it it's really is, it comes down to the, the, the two ADD clowns in the class, which is uh, Tony and I. Uh, we can't seem to get things uh, focused and, and, uh, and trained well enough uh, at the beginning of the show for us to get things in order to start on time, but... That's all right. It's it's uh, it's still a lot of fun.
1: I say we will never sell a live show until it's time. <laughs> <laughs> we like well-aged podcasts. Uh,
2: that's yeah. right. So anyway. Hey, no matter uh, how long you guys have been listening to the show, if you're uh, well-aged as far as podcasting goes, no matter, we encourage you guys to give us your feedback. And In fact, if you do have some constructive criticism for our show, by all means, we do want to hear it. Just like Big Daddy there with uh, giving us a little bit of grief for not starting on time <laughs> with our live shows. Uh, we still love you, though, Big Daddy. Appreciate it. Keep up the listenership. And, of course, make sure you guys are spreading the word. Uh, we are all over the web. So even if you haven't found us yet on iTunes, get over there right now. Make sure you subscribe. And, of course, leave us a five-star review, and we'd love that comment.
1: Yeah, you can also find us on uh, Twitter at Jeep Talk Show and uh, Facebook, Facebook.com slash JeepTalkShow, and give us a review there. We'll, uh, we'll find them, and we'll read them, and we'll love them uh, late into the night. So uh, this is where we normally would talk about uh, the, uh, the, you know, I don't know, a good post from WranglerTalk.com or XJTalk.com, yeah. but uh, I'm just going to tell you about those, uh, those great websites. Uh, if you have never gone to a Jeep forum, or better, if you have and your butt still hurts, <laughs> because because you got it chewed on by somebody for uh, doing a stupid post or posting on a, a, a post that had been there for three years of, with no updates on it and how dare you ask a question based on somebody else's post you know we don't do that at xjtalk.com or wranglertalk.com uh, Just come over there. it doesn't matter how old the post is if it's something that uh, is going on with your jeep or a question uh, problem that you're that you're currently having, Add on to it. You want to start a new post? Start a new post. It, it doesn't matter. Whatever uh, you like to do because, well, damn it, we're a little strange because the forum is there for you and not for the owners or the moderators. Go figure. So just go over and visit uh, Wranglertalk.com or xgtalk.com whether or not you have a Jeep. If you're thinking about getting a Jeep, we'll help you pick out one because we love spending other people's money.
2: If you can spell the word Jeep, yeah. <laughs> you need to head over there. Uh, so, anyway, let's get
1: over to our uh, our wonderful Wrangler Talk segment and uh, see what's going on with Tammy this year.
4: Shut up and listen. <sighs> shut up. So shut up. You don't shut. Nah, shut up. Say. Hey. <laughs> shut up and listen. It's time for Wrangler Talk. It's time for G Mama.
0: Well, guys, I'm sorry to say, the peanut butter did not work on my face. <gasps> I know. I know you're disappointed. Um, just to explain a little, um, last May, I was in the process of waxing my Jeep. Yes, I waxed my Jeep. And you know what? I'm going to do it again. I know a lot of people say that's, you know, you shouldn't be waxing your Jeep. Jeeps don't need to be waxed, but. Well, they do get hairy,
2: and they have to be dealt with occasionally. So,
0: Yeah, so that's true. So anyway, uh, while I was waxing my Jeep, I got some wax on my plastic fenders. And so then I went to the Jeep forums to ask for help on how to remove the wax, and there were several suggestions. One was use a pink eraser. Some said to try Simple Green, those Mr. Clean white sponges. Well, none of those worked. So the last one I tried last May was somebody suggested using peanut butter because the oil in the peanut butter will help bring up the wax. So at first it looked like it removed the wax, but just the other day I noticed it didn't. The little white spots are still there. And I would like to also make a side note. No, the squirrels never tried eating my fenders even though I had peanut butter on them. So, um, anyway, so I went researching again and, um, I asked some Jeepers, some suggestions and there were several more that I received. One was back to black, heavy duty trim cleaner. Um, just today on Twitter, somebody suggested using forever black bumper and trim. Somebody suggested using fluid film, which actually I use the fluid film under my undercarriage, um, to help prevent. The rust and the salt and all that getting getting into my um, scrapes and scratches from off-roading. Um, another suggestion was using a hairdryer and then alcohol and a brush. But I'm not quite sure if they meant rubbing alcohol or the vodka whiskey kind. And Dawn dish soap. So I broke out my Dawn dish soap and I got a little toothbrush and I scrubbed and scrubbed and... That was a bust. The wax was still there. So now I'm wondering if maybe it was just too cold um, for me to try to get the wax off because at the time I did it, the temperatures were right around 32 degrees. Oh,
2: yeah.
4: Mm -hmm.
0: So I'm wondering if that was it or if I just didn't scrub hard enough, if I needed like a harder wire brush. But I'm afraid to use that because I'm afraid it's going to scratch the fenders, which like who cares? But anyway, so I think I'm just going to put up the wax for now until it warms up um, and just try the Dawn again. But another suggestion, which I really, really want to do this, is just to rip the plastic fenders off my Jeep <laughs> and get some new fenders. But I'm going to need to save a little money for that. So that's where I'm at. I'm just going to have to deal with those little white waxy spots for now.
2: Maybe.
0: Maybe. maybe, maybe. Do you do you have some suggestions? I
2: might. Let's get into our next segment, okay. and uh, I'll see what we got?
1: Ah, okay. Well, that's good
0: segue a, here.
1: Nice, uh, nice teaser.
2: You got tech questions? Ah, uh, what do I ever? We have answers. Oh,
3: that's good because
2: I, I It's tech talk with Jeep Talk. Yahoo. Hey, real quick, before we get into this week's topic, I want to uh, give you a little big thanks out to Scott, who actually wrote us back in regards to response uh, from episode 211. That was last week's show uh, in our battery maintenance topic that we talked about. Hey, all, quick note on the battery maintenance tips in episode 211. Josh referenced checking the site on the batteries that have them. In my experience, I've had batteries that have had, a, had, had good sights fail battery testing and ones that had bad sights pass the testing with flying colors. So this isn't a real accurate way of checking the battery. Just wanted to pass on what I've seen to everyone. Scott. Thanks, Scott, once again. And he is absolutely correct. That isn't the end-all be-all of, uh, of battery maintenance uh, identification. Uh, that Those little sight eyes don't always tell the truth. Um, sometimes they're accurate. Sometimes they're not. Uh, I'd say it'd be a good indication of just a ballpark, what kind of... Um, uh, condition your batteries in, but uh, visual inspection and a load test would actually tell you a lot more. And most places, uh, most auto parts stores are places where you go and you know, buy your uh, windshield wipers and uh, detail fluid and stuff like that uh, from, they uh, will usually do an electrical test for free. Come out there with a little load test and, uh, and we'll test your battery and charging system. So um, best way to check your batteries maintenance is by one of those tests. Um, thanks again, Scott, for doing that. If you guys have a response to any one of our uh, tech talk uh, topics, By all means, send in a response to info at jeeptalkshow.com. So this week's question is actually in response to Tammy's dilemma of getting wax off her plastic trim. Now, what makes this particular case more troublesome is the deep texture of the Jeep fenders on the JKs. Although it doesn't seem like much, that little bit of texture gives the hardened wax particles something to really grab onto. Now, not only do we have to break the bond, we also have to clean the area of all the residue And to do this without, we all have to do this without changing the appearance or the texture or the color. Now, it's not easy, especially if it's been on there for a season or two. Now, things that won't work. Harsh abrasives. Although you might actually get rid of the wax, you'll be left with a distinct difference in texture and color of the plastic in the area that you were using it on. Vinegar and hair dryers, although might make some degree of sense, don't really get the job done. And elbow grease, well, oh sure, it might look like you're getting rid of it. But in all reality, the more and the harder you rub, the more you're just rubbing it in and spreading it around. Chemical wax removers will oftentimes work best, but are very bad for the paint finish if you splash and can actually strip plastics of its color, forcing you to dye it back, which unto itself is also not a very permanent solution. The easiest solution is, of course, preparation before you get yourself into the situation, but hindsight being 2020 doesn't always help those who have spotty trim. There are those cleaners out there which are mild enough to get the, get, off the, uh, get the wax out, but not the finish. There are also some more mechanical options, uh, which I've had a lot of luck with in various scenarios, but requires a steady hand and a bit of skill. I'll go over a couple of these right now. Meguiar's M39. Now, I haven't had any personal experience with this one uh, in particular, but I've got a lot of friends that work in the automotive industry. I worked in the automotive industry for over 10 years myself. And uh, a good friend of mine who currently works in the the, uh, auto body industry swears by this stuff, and so do his detailers. Uh, I can't, again, I don't have any personal experience with it, but Meguiar's M39 is apparently a good option uh, for a chemical option. There are, like I said earlier, wax and uh, grease removers uh, that can be used uh, very sparingly and very cautiously. Uh, Just be careful with those, and if you strip your paint, well, don't say I didn't warn you. The eraser wheel. Many uh, people have heard about this. is a great way to take off pinstriping or um, you know glue residue left from those trim panels or from four by four stickers or you know stuff like that. The eraser wheel could be a good solution in this. There are are all kinds of different kinds of eraser wheels, um, but one of these can be misused if used for excuse me too long or too hard in one spot. Uh, and depending on where on the fender, if it's right on a nice big open flat area, this might work well. If it's kind of lodged into a corner, it might not work out for you. Um, The um, Mother's Polishing Ball is actually one of my favorites. And they come in a couple few different sizes. They attach to basically any drill. Um, You could probably even hook them up to a die grinder if you really wanted to. But uh, the thing that makes these things work the best is the fact that they're basically a whole bunch of little sponges all rolled up into a ball. And you get the friction additive. um, you, You get the friction, rather. Uh, adding to the whole mix, and the friction builds up the heat. The heat breaks down the wax. Uh, the wax breaks its bond, and the sponges actually help absorb all those little, you know, open cells in there. Will actually help absorb all of that that wax material and take it up off of the plastic without damaging the uh, the plastic, the color, or the texture itself. Uh, it does take a skilled hand, and it does take a little bit of patience, and it does take a um, a little bit of a fine a uh, fine hand to make sure that you're not, you know, having a rubbing spot all in one area. Keep moving around a couple different sizes. I think they even have a cone-shaped one now that also works really good. Now, something that you're gonna want to work and uh, use in conjunction with this is something called Black Magic. I've swore by this stuff for years, and their Tire Wet is a spray-on, and uh, this stuff works really good uh, for keeping those plastic uh, the, the blast the black plastic black trim plastic. pieces nice and black and shiny and stuff. Also works really good on your tires. The reason I love this stuff so much, however, is for uh, especially you know in the climate that I live in, the area that I live in, Northwest. We have a lot of mud up here, and if you spray the underside of your wheel wells and your fenders and things like that with this stuff before you head out on the trails, well, guess what? All of that mud and dirt and grit and grime and all that stuff just basically slides right off. And what does get packed in there and uh, and kind of jammed up into the corners and stuff actually just hoses off really easy. And with a little bit of a uh, a little bit of time with the hose in the front yard when you're back your Jeep is going to look brand new almost uh, without having to get in there with a pressure washer and completely scrub it from top to bottom. Uh, It doesn't do a whole lot for you if you've already got waxy spots on your fenders, but uh, after the fact, this stuff will definitely hide any imperfections that you have caused by trying to remove them, or if you'd like to keep your plastic looking brand new for a while, uh, or just ease yourself or make it easier on yourself when it comes time to clean the rig after wheeling session, check out some of that Black Magic Tire Wet. Well, I hope these tips Um, have helped you guys out. For your troubles, uh, we try and address a new tech issue each and every week. If you guys have a suggestion for a tech tip, um, by all means, uh, send it in to info at jeeptalkshow.com.
1: Excellent. Uh, now let's get over to our uh, cool Jeep stuff. And uh, if you're keeping score, we're doing a cool Jeep stuff. Then uh, a Tammy reviews a product. And then we have Amazon, you bought what? So this week is a uh, cool Jeep stuff. So uh, Tammy, I think you're uh, you're up first. What you got?
0: Well, actually, I've never heard of this before until I saw um, some jeepers discussing it, and um, it looks kind of cool, and it's called a. I hope I'm saying this right. A clinometer, and clinometer, an ah. clinometer. Oh, okay,
2: you put the emphasis so, on the wrong syllable.
0: There you go, <laughs> kilometer. <laughs> I'm horrible at grammar and pronunciation and all that. Anyway, it's an instrument for measuring angles of a slope or the tilt, the elevation of an object respect to gravity. So I just quickly um, went to Amazon and searched it, and the first one that popped up, it was a less expensive one for nineteen dollars. It was the Smitty built clinometer. Did I say it right? With a compass. Anyway, this one was engineered to high standards and it was assured high quality and dependability. It was tested under extreme conditions. However, this one got 2.6 out of five stars. Hmm. Um, Some of the reviews said this specific one is not for the serious off-roader um but i think it'd be kind of cool just to test it out just to see what your jeep does they also have apps on your phone that you can use for this and i don't know of any good specific ones but i guess if you're a real serious one you would want to get a better one than this but i was thinking i might kind of buy this just to check it out um because i think it's kind of cool but tony and josh why would somebody need this
1: it's not well, a bad idea to have something like that, but I, as I was tam- telling Tammy b- before the show started, when I was helping her with the pronunciation of uh, the clinometer, <laughs> I kept saying it must be an <laughs> incline because it has to do with measuring angles. I was telling her that if you're, but the time you're at the angle where you need to worry about flipping, you shouldn't be looking at the
2: at the in the clinometer. <laughs> so right. now he's uh, Tony. Tony's right. Uh, this is a neat little thing because it, it does give you a visual representation of sort of an artificial horizon, for those who are familiar with aeronautical terms, um, of what your Jeep is doing. What kind of incline are you going down? What kind of incline are you going up? Um, you know What kind of off-camber situation are you in? But Tony Race is a very good point. You should be paying more attention to the road and your vehicle instead of the, the, the gauge on your dash as far as attitude and, and what the vehicle is doing. To me, this is something that is more of a, um, hey, look what I've got. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also have one of these type of things, or you, know, it, you know, I have literally every last gauge that you can put into one of these things type of thing. Um, they are neat. They are cool looking. And they do provide you with a, an interesting degree of information that you otherwise wouldn't have. That information, however, isn't very useful. Uh, now, the compass, well, that, that's something different altogether. Right. And, uh, and a compass is always nice to have, even on the dash. Having one of these um, would be nice to have, as far as, you know, having a little compass there, always knowing which orientation you're you're heading. Um, if you're kind of you know don't have that sense of direction, might be nice to have. And uh, if your passenger wants to uh, you know have a number to associate with their freakout scale, uh, because you know you're going off camber too much. Well, this gives them something to look at as well.
1: Yeah, you need to put blinders on your passenger if you have one of those uh, one of those little meters.
2: Now, the built one is also hard or is also wired. It does have an illumination behind it, uh, oh. and, the, and the whole thing lights up. Uh, I can't tell you how many of these I've wired into vehicles over the years. I, I've I literally I've seen so many versions of these things. It's not even funny.
1: I'd actually be interested in hearing from anyone that has one of these things. Not necessarily the, the built, but uh, either the app or uh, any of these uh, other manufacturers. Uh, did it ever keep you from rolling over? Did it ever did you ever get to the brink? Did you did you make a mental note as to how many degrees you can go before things start getting iffy? And I think rolling over has a lot more to do with than just, you know, how much uh camber that you're, uh, you're uh, that you're tilted. So um but uh, uh Tammy you mentioned an app. Uh, I know that the the Torque app uh that it has the ability to show your uh um I guess, nose up, nose down, and uh, left wing up, left wing down uh, type situation. Camber, mm-hmm. I guess uh, Josh was calling it. Uh, and I'll mention this. I haven't flown for many, many years, but uh, whenever I was flying, it, you, you can get away with all those instruments on the dash of the airplane because you're not three feet away from another car going, <laughs> you know, closure rate of being 100 miles an hour. Uh, generally speaking, you're up there by yourself and anything that you're doing, you can do in a very slow, methodical process. So, looking at those gauges, I mean, one of the reasons why the dash is so high is because the gauges are more important than what you're seeing out of, out of the uh, out of the windshield. So, it's a it's a totally different way of, of uh, navigating uh, uh, through terrain in uh, this airplane being airspace. Uh, a lot less, a lot more time to look at things and do things and make decisions. In a Jeep, you don't really have that much time. Of course, you can always stop and look at your compass, so that's not a, that's not a bad thing to have.
2: Anyway, uh, Josh, you have something. I sure do. Now, this is uh, one that I've actually seen in action uh, more than a couple few times, and uh, it's something that I'm going to be adding to my recovery bag of goodies here in the near future. This is the infamous High Lift Jack Lift Mate. And this is a unique design allows the High Lift to be used with almost any car, truck, or SUV. No longer do you need a, uh, an off road bumper with D rings to use your high lift jack. That's right. You Prius owners can bust out the high lift jack and, <laughs> and one of these things to uh, do your uh, change up of your tire. This thing has thick rubber coated hooks to protect the wheels. And many trucks and SUVs with larger trucks and tires and lift kits require extensive lifting height ability to use a bumper jack. The lift mate is designed to operate in a manner that allows the vehicle to be lifted directly from the wheel, greatly reducing the amount of travel needed to lift the wheel adequately and safely. It's is also very perfect if you are in a situation to where you are open, have open differentials and you need to get something underneath your spinning tire to gain traction and you don't want or you can't lift the entire vehicle. Break out this and your high lift jack and you're able to get that one tire up off the ground enough to get some branches or, uh, or something else underneath there to get yourself some traction. These things run about $47.99 and they are available on Amazon.com. Of course, you guys can always uh, help us out on the show. By uh by use our click through and that is uh, Jeep Talk no Amazon.com slash Jeep Talk Show.
0: Jeeptalkshow.com
2: slash Amazon. Sorry, do always get a bass act. Oh, I'm weird. sorry.
0: Did you say you could use this to change your tire too?
2: Well, no, i, I was Oh, okay. I was just joke. looking at it uh, and I was like
1: trying to figure out <laughs> I've seen those things and other than what you just cool. Yeah, other than what you just mentioned, Josh, as far as getting the wheel up where you okay. can get something underneath it, I can't think of a use for it other than that.
0: So it's great for when you're off road and and uh, well, I
1: guess in any situation where your right. your well, wheel yeah. is in mud, I mean you could you in could, the snow could, could have slid no, off to the not, side. It's and, not
2: just that. And also think about if you're if you're on a kind of a a weird angle or you don't have a level surface, um, this will help you kind of get that angle. You could still use this on the bumper, and in fact uh, limit the amount of of travel you have to use the jack
3: with hmm, you know okay. and,
2: and and get a. Uh, get the hook onto onto a point on the bumper or, or onto uh, onto the wheel or onto maybe part sliders of the cage or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. I've seen Very the, cool. I've seen the advertisements where they show the hooks in the, uh, the, the mag, the wheel, the open slots in the wheel and lifting it up. And I go, well, that's not going to be very good for changing a wheel. I mean, I'm sure it'll come off there, but you better stand back.
2: <laughs> right. Now, at that point in time, you're going to get something underneath the uh, underneath the frame rail, or you know, something that will will be able to lift the uh, keep the vehicle lifted up, and then you swap out your tire. But yeah, it I guess you back on. And, yeah, I right. mean, it's a little bit more work, but hey, if you're if it's the difference between you know leaving the vehicle there and getting home, guess what you're going to do? <laughs> well, if you
1: if if all that you have is a high lift jack that will lift it high enough. Uh, to get the tire off, then uh, that, that couple extra steps would uh, still make it worth it. Well, let's get over to our Camp Fireside chat. Well, last week we saw Bill Clinton with uh, a uh, bar dress. of soap. Uh, yeah, in a blue dress. Uh, uh, this week I could have swore I saw Hillary Clinton uh, dragging an email server behind her.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Funny guy.
1: <laughs> well, I'd I'd rather see that than the bar of soap any day. All right. Well, let's see. Um, I don't know if you guys have had this problem or not. Uh, I've kind of done a uh, a visual inspection, but I, I I still don't know where all these pops and noises are coming from on my uh, my Jeep. It uh, um I don't know if it's uh track bar related. I don't know if it's uh, uh the uh, the not the coils the leaf springs that are in the back uh, I, i'm i'm hoping this weekend i'll uh, get there get under there with a wrench and just try tightening things up but i'm like really surprised
0: kind of noise? It
1: just uh, whenever there's a uneven surface or i'm backing out of the garage and you have that little lip that's on your garage just that little inch mm-hmm. drop or maybe less than an inch drop i hear a popping noise when every time i i come off that and yeah. uh I don't know. Maybe the Jeep's just getting old. It's, it's getting old and creaky whenever it first starts. Now, I'm sure some of this has to do with the, the colder temperatures that we've been having. But, uh, you know, you get a little worried about your Jeep whenever you start hearing a lot of popping noises. What's going to What's gonna come off? What's going to fall off? What's going to happen uh, while you're driving down the road? So.
2: Tony, does this sound like a... Did you just, like did a, you just a, say
0: cold down there?
1: Yeah. Colder than, uh, you know, 80 and 90 oh degrees.
0: What's
2: going to say? Uh, Tony... Uh, would you say this is a sound that's coming definitely from the front end?
1: Uh, whenever I'm backing out of the garage and I drop off that lip, yes. It, it really seems to be um, track bar related, but I mean, it's uh, it's the Iron Man Andy track bar with the Johnny joint and et cetera, et cetera. So I don't think that, that that's a problem. Uh-huh. No, I don't
2: think it's the linkage itself to it it sounds more like a like a mount actually uh, to me. I had something very similar happen and that and I was having some issues with my uh, with my track bar mount uh, back when I had the uh, the rugged ridge um, double shear adjustable track bar mm-hmm. uh, set up from them and uh, and it, which is a a very good setup. But I found that I had to have things um, wrenched down unusually tight. In, in most cases, uh, to to prevent uh, any kind of popping noises. Um, and it was it was more than I thought that I should have to have things torqued down. And this was, I mean, this was, I mean, I had to break, you know, break out the breaker bar and really wrench on things, grade 8 bolts all around to get things cinched down to where I didn't hear it anymore.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And, and it was it was at the track bar uh, frame mount, uh, where it mounts on right. the frame, where I was getting just a little tiny, you couldn't even see it. You couldn't even see it, but if you if if you were to put your hand on the mount and literally drive over a a something like a um like you know uh, I don't know, like a rock tape measure you know something small mm-hmm. like that uh, just a, a small little bump uneven part part in the road coming down off of my driveway is how I tested this and and you can put your hand on that on that and as the jeep rolled down and the suspension kind of moved and the steering wheel moved a little bit you know all all that sort of thing heard this little bit of a pop right. and and right in that one spot you couldn't see it nothing to measure and even looking at it you'd never guess in a million years there's anything wrong with that you get a you get a big old breaker bar on that thing you get about a half of a turn sure enough that's all i needed hmm.
1: I'll, I'll check that but i am uh, i am feeling or hearing some noises coming out the out of the back as well that's why i mentioned hmm. the leaf springs the only thing i can think of is uh, either the u bolts uh, holding the uh, the axle to the leaf springs might need to be tightened up a little bit or, uh, the, uh, uh the actual bolts that uh, hold the leaf spring, you know, to the rest of it. Uh, I did see on one of the, um, I think it was a closed XJ group on Facebook where the box that holds the, the rear of the leaf spring to the, mm-hmm. the, the, the bottom of the, uh, I guess it'd be the cargo area yeah. literally broke off.
2: Wow. Yeah, they, I would. I would imagine there would have had to have been uh, a serious amount of rust or abuse uh, wow. for something like that to happen. He, the
1: the they were postulating that uh, the uh, yeah it was rotating, Just sitting
2: there. I was. We were eating pizza and it just fell off. Yeah, the,
1: the it, it the, wasn't ro- me. The revolving shackle that he had on there was mm. at, at such an angle that it was actually uh, making a downward force uh, on this thing where. It really, most of the time, it shouldn't have a downward force. It's just really there to hold the leaf spring I, in position.
2: Those things look great on paper, but honestly, I have not heard a, a, a really a good testimonial of those revolver shackles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard more bad stories than good.
1: Yeah. That way. Well, I'm I'm kind of wondering if uh, if maybe it has something to do with uh, the uh, the drop brackets that I uh, that I put on there. Uh, although, hmm. like I said, it could be as simple as the stuff is loose. Uh, you know, things get loose over time,
2: and, yeah. it's and probably you guys just had a lot of rain, rain down there recently, having a lot of moisture, haven't you? No, no not really. Maybe no, not in your of, maybe not in your part of Texas.
1: I was trying to think. Uh, I really don't recall a lot of rain, just uh, on and off as uh, as normal. Well, anyway, that's all I got. If you if you guys have uh, had uh, popping noises with uh, your uh, Jeep Cherokee, uh, call in. Let us know what uh, what you did, and uh, maybe it's just a general all around uh, good tightening that it needs. So uh, Josh, over to you. And uh, what do you what do you got to talk to us about?
2: Not a whole lot. I uh, I got sick. In fact, I've really I've taken most of the week off. Uh, I uh, picked something up right after the interview I had with Oregon Trail Off Road here Saturday, and uh, it went downhill fast. Mm, Man, it wow. hit me like a ton of bricks just out of the blue, and uh, and I I felt it coming just right after they left, and and so I started with the airborne and. And I rallied to the store, and I tried this the uh, the stuff for the first time the Zycam nose swabs, mm-hmm. and uh, and miraculously felt a lot better the next day, and then it went downhill even worse. Uh, and by the by the second or third day in, I was coughing so hard, I was I was gagging, and throwing up, and and uh, you know triple wow. the triple digit temperatures. I mean, just today is the first day I've felt this much normal, and uh, and I'm I'm sitting here, I'm I'm just I'm literally just pouring sweat sitting in here right now, and. And in five minutes, I'll be almost teeth chattering cold. So yeah, good times. <laughs> Needless <laughs> to say, I did not get my jeep started this weekend. I didn't. Uh, I didn't even make it out into the garage. Well, it sounds like little, you got wow, a good reason to turn a wrench. So yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't really do anything at all. I caught up on a lot of movies, and <laughs> that was about it. Did a little bit of work here in the studio and uh, with some voiceover stuff, and and that was uh, that was about it, man. Anything new on the voiceover front? Yeah, I did a. Uh, I did a couple of interesting uh, interesting auditions which I think I have a good chance of getting uh, just because of the production that I put into it. Uh and uh I actually heard from, <laughs> this is uh, completely unrelated. I actually heard from NASA, um not directly from NASA, but it's a it's a competition I was picked to be one of the uh, the engineers in this competition to to develop the uh, the next NASA robotic arm. And uh yeah, it's uh that that'll be uh that'll be interesting. I don't know if I'm gonna actually participate in that because that's that's a huge project that I really don't have time for. But it would be pretty cool nonetheless. Well, see if you uh, can get
1: uh, Jeep or Jeep Talk Show engraved on uh, whatever part of that arm. Yeah, right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that, would, that would be that would be pretty cool. No, I'm in talks with uh I've got a couple of um, international contacts actually. I'm working on my first international client. Uh, so that'll be uh that'll be pretty fun. And I've got a couple other works, uh, a couple other things in the works as well. So um, I might share some. Uh, Share some projects with you, a little bit of uh, some audio samples next week.
1: Oh, cool. Tammy, what for? You, what do you have for us around the, the campfire? I'm hoping for uh, marshmallows and chocolate with graham crackers.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, we're going to have marshmallows and hot chocolate. It's going to be stuck in our house all weekend. Oh, yeah. um, I don't know if anyone's following the news, but I'm living right smack dab in the middle of Jonas. They're calling it blizzard jonas um is can our way. Get, what
2: a couple feet of snow here in the next 24 48 hours
0: yeah it's supposed to start tomorrow around one o'clock and we get anywhere from 18 to 30 inches of
2: snow good lord uh, so how do, you, yeah. how do you keep the driveway how do you keep the driveway clear or do you
0: um my husband has a, a snow blower
2: but oh, wow. this one's
0: yeah this one's going to be different because <laughs> i've never known was,
2: anybody when actually owns a snow blower before That's
0: yeah funny. we have I'll, I'll send you pictures um we are supposed to have between 20 miles per hour and 50 mile per hour wind so I don't know if it's Ooh, gonna well, be I'm worth up. yeah i don't know if it's gonna be worth you know clearing the driveway because it's just gonna you know Low, well, I was going to ask—is
2: you know, do you keep the jeep uh, when it when this kind of weather is on is on the rise, and and you are you know might be looking at several days of of being you know almost trapped in the house, especially with, you know right. twenty mile per hour winds that could uh, definitely create some tall drifts. Yeah. Uh, but do you, do you keep the jeep kind of in a standby mode?
0: Um. The- Jeep is going to be in the garage. The Jeep's always in the garage. I always oh, okay. The garage. Yeah. But we have to make room for my husband's avalanche. So tomorrow morning we will be, I don't know, doing something to make room. They both can fit. It's just really a tight fit. But yeah, I'm going to probably, you know, it'll be ready to go.
1: I'm thinking that's uh, a bad name for a vehicle during a massive snowstorm. Yes, snor- yeah, snor- yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. It may just be me.
1: Maybe I'm looking That's on the a, negative a, side of things here. but
0: yeah. <laughs> So anyway, we've been doing our, our Blizzard prep. Um, and the store shelves here are bare. People have bought every loaf of bread, every pound of hamburger. Um, I didn't really need to do that. Um, my Blizzard prep today entailed going to get my facial. And going to get some wine. So that was. I was gonna that say,
1: was, you know, I wonder how many people actually just hit the alcohol alcohol stores yeah. and, and stock There's, up.
0: <laughs> um, and the other thing I would like to mention, I want to thank Trail Chasers so much. Um, I am on the verge of hitting 1,000 followers on Instagram. Which, by the way, my Instagram account is Jeep underscore Mama M O M M A. Anyway, Trail Tracers just put up um, a picture of me on their Instagram account asking their followers to go follow me. So I'm only four more, and I hit a 1,000. So anyway, I just want to do a shout-out to Cody and all those guys at Trail Chasers.
2: Well, early congratulations on the milestone there, uh, 1,000 followers. That's that's pretty cool. It is
1: cool.
0: So anyway, I just got like four since he put it up. So I'm like, that was just like. Just like an hour ago. So I'm really excited. Yeah, but anyway, so um, just if you guys want to watch the snow build, just go to my Facebook page or my Twitter page or my Instagram page and um, I'll be shooting out pictures all weekend long. Uh, Hopefully look, I'll get the Jeep out there.
1: Yeah. I look forward to seeing that because, you know, oh, yeah. uh, I, last time I saw any accum- accumulation of snow, which I think we got five inches of snow, was 1974. Oh my goodness. <laughs> wow.
2: That's a long we, time We got ago. a dusting here uh, this year already, but I think I, I think that the most we had in the highest elevations was uh, well, at least in the in the metro area was uh, was about two inches. Now the mountain, uh, Mount Hood, which is just about forty five minutes east of me, uh, is getting just dumped on this year uh, already. Record snow levels up there, so uh, that that is that is good news for uh, for once I do get my Jeep running, <laughs> at least there'll be lots of there snow snow wheeling to to participate in. All
0: right, Josh. Yeah, They've already put out calls for the hospitals and the nursing homes for people to call workers. So we'll see
1: what happens. All right, Josh, you're almost done. All we have to do is do the wheeling wear and you'll be able to go veg out in front of uh, on the couch (laughs) and stuff. (laughs) So let's get over to wheeling wear.
2: Yeah, this is where we talk about what events are coming up in your neck of the woods and around the nation. And I've been uh, talking the last couple of few weeks about uh, the Ultra 4 racing. King of the Hammers, guys, this is what it all comes down to. This is one of the, I'd say, probably the second biggest event in the Jeep and off-roading uh, world this year. Uh, Easter Jeep Safari would be probably a close second. Um, this is probably the biggest uh, next to maybe the Baja 1000 off-road race. And this one, I it might actually draw a bigger crowd. Um, January 29th of February 7th, uh, down at Johnson Valley, California, uh, all over the web. uh, For trackside safety, the lodging, campground information, and more can all be found at ultra4racing.com. And something we talked about last week, I wanted to let you guys know again, uh, is the Central Missouri Off-Road Park, mild-to-wild, stocker-modified vehicle. They've got something for everyone. They have their first trail ride coming up February 20th of 2016 Uh, just right around the corner. And something else that's really cool about this run is they're going to have a whole bunch of machine guns that you guys can rent. Fully automatic, MK-47 Mutant, M16s, AK-47s, MP5, M60. That's right, they're bringing out the big guns and more. I have a full list on their Facebook page. Uh, And, of course, for more information, do hit them up. Central Missouri Off-Road Park on Facebook. Check them out for their first big trail ride February 20th, 2016. Don't forget, Jeep junkies, wherever you guys are wheeling, if you pack it in, make sure you pack it out. Let's leave our outdoor recreation spots in as good, if not better, condition than they were when we arrived. And remember to always tread lightly, stay on designated trails, and don't wheel where you're not supposed to. That's it for this week, guys. If you've got an event coming up in your area, let's get the word out. Whether it's a show and shine, a cruise in, a club run, a fundraiser, or a huge event like the Easter Jeep Safari, let us know by giving us a call or sending us an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com. We know you guys are making purchases all the time, you Jeepers out there with all your Jeep parts. We see it in our Amazon "You Bought What" every week. The next time you guys order a Jeep part, make sure you ask the business if they know about the Jeep Talk Show. We're serious, people. Let them know just how much you guys enjoy the podcast. If you're buying a product or service from a vendor because of a review or discussion you heard here on the show, let them know. And if they don't already know about the show, be sure and tell them about the one and only Jeep Talk Show.
1: Hey, make sure you visit and like our facebook page jeeptalkshow.com uh and uh, go over to the twitter and look for us at jeep Talk show. we're also also on stitcher radio tuned tune in i always want to say tuned tune in.com. uh we're on the itunes uh, that's a new one uh youtube web uh youtube we're on the uh, jeeptalkshow.com website uh, you can actually still get to us at xjtalkshow.com uh and just a little tidbit if you're having problems with the chat during the live show Go to xjtalkshow.com, and chat seems to work there. Uh, Antone actually found that out for us, and uh, I'm a little surprised he was having problems with uh, with chat tonight. But uh, we're, uh, we're on the Instagram, we're on Tumblr, we're on everything. Just do a search for Jeep Talk Show, and you'll find us. We want to hear from you. Uh, you want to give us uh, reviews on Facebook, Twitter, uh, any of those things. Uh, we'll find it, we'll put it on the show, and we will name you. <laughs>
2: so, I'll <wanna laughs> no, we'll definitely give you guys credit.
1: Want to thank everybody for the uh, the very kind reviews that you've been giving us on iTunes. Uh, we want more. We we're greedy. We want more people to know. And you know, we want everybody to know about the Jeep Talk Show. Take the time to let your Jeep friends or anybody that enjoys a good laugh at uh, well dad jokes from time to time uh, to join us on the Jeep Talk Show. It doesn't have to be live. They can download it uh, directly to their smartphone or use Beyond Pod uh, Podcast. This, that, or the other, all kinds of apps that you can use to download that and listen to that app. So until next week, this is Tony. You guys have a great Jeep week. Guys, don't forget to tell them where they, where you can, uh, they, they can find you other, other than on Jeep Talk Show.
2: You guys can find me over at thevoiceofjosh.com for all my voiceover stuff. And, of course, if you have a product that you would like to have a voice for uh, or maybe you'd like to have us review, by all means, uh, get in touch with me uh, or any one of the crew here at Jeep Talk Show.
0: And you can find me at my blog um, at jeepmama.com, dot com. And if you click on the Find Me link, you can find all my social media sites.
2: Warning, the Jeep Talk Show is intended for entertainment purposes only. Use as directed. In relation to actual information, real Jeeps or persons living or dead are purely coincidental. The Jeep Talk Show is not responsible for lost or stolen items, and some assembly is required. For a full list of restrictions and contest, rules see store for details. Batteries not included. The Jeep Talk Show is for external use only. Contents under pressure. Side effects may include vertigo, uncontrollable laughter, or greasy discharge, and false kung fu powers. The Jeep Talk Show and its contents are known to cause cancer in the state of California. It is probably not a federal law to use this product in a manner inconsistent with its labeling. The Jeep Talk Show may be a choking hazard. Keep out of reach of small children. All safety precautions must be observed when using the Jeep Talk Show. If you feel you've reached this recording and error, please hang up and try your call again.